This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Oh, it's Turpin. My goodness, Turpin gets the deep ball this time. Devontae Turpin. Yeah, the speed looked just like Cooks. I thought the same thing, and look at that. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Dak Prescott on some kind of tear right now for the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe could win NFL most valuable player. We'll have to obviously slice and dice and carve up the uh, Seahawks defense like a Thanksgiving turkey coming up tonight. Uh, one week after he carved up the commander's defense like a Thanksgiving turkey to the point that Jack Del Rio got fired. Hashtag make Washington's defense great again. Connor Allen will join us in a moment, giving us all his favorite bets for tonight and for week 13 in the National Football League. We'll get back to NFL awards coming up in 20 minutes. Got a lot of award markets to hit with myself and Ken Barkley. Can't wait to get to it. Joey Kanish still to come. Evan Silva, still to come from Establish the Run. Can't wait to talk to Evan and all our bets for tonight, including the Seahawks-Cowboys, plus NBA, NHL, College Hoops, Power Hour, Final Hour of the program. But joining us right now is the aforementioned Connor Allen. Uh, does great work for our friends at 4 for 4 and Betsperts. We had our guy Rick Camp on earlier this week. Does great work for the same entities as well. Connor's podcast is Move the Line, a great NFL betting podcast featuring other friends of the show, John Daigle and Ryan Noonan, among others. Connor is on Twitter, at Connor Allen NFL. We urge you to follow him there. Tweets out tons of good stuff as it concerns betting on the National Football League. Also, uh, I don't think he's going to make the playoffs in the fantasy league that we're both in together. I am going no, to make no. the playoffs. Thanks to, uh, and I, I I didn't even realize this because I thought I had lost this matchup this week. I won my matchup, like, basically to get into the playoffs on the Zay Flowers touchdown run at the end of the game on Sunday. Like, I ended up winning by, like, two points in my matchup. So, anyway, Connor joins us on the show. What's up, buddy? Uh, good to have you on. It's Nick and Ken. <laughs> Happy Week 13. Yeah, nothing like a nice dunk on me uh, when I failed to make the playoffs in our fantasy league. Uh, I mean, it was a bad year. It was, it was a bad year. Bounce back strong next year, playing against a lot of sharper individuals. Uh, you excluded, but you know, congrats on making the playoffs there. Uh, you know, it's, it's a good time. Yeah, I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Now we, we did, and, we, and I think you guys were talking before the show when I sat back down about uh, these Dallas like more than a touchdown point spreads. Nick was telling a story about betting a, a Dallas Thanksgiving game that closed more than a touchdown against Washington, and we had that kind of a setup. We had we had it on Thanksgiving. Dallas was a million point favorite. They won by a million and one and more or whatever. And uh, Thursday night tonight they'll play Seattle, and they're a pretty big favorite in that game too. Connor nine and a half with a total of 47 and a half, which like in today's NFL, like a big time total, like a high total, high scoring game projected. And Dak and the, the Dallas offense have been awesome. What do you, what are you betting in Thursday night football? This could be side total or props. Yeah, I have two props that I really like. I played some Tyler Lockett unders right now. Uh, it's like really like 50 receiving yards. He struggled against man coverage so far this season, just 0.9 yards per route run, 19% target share. It's lower than DK Metcalf and Jackson Smith and Jigba in both categories against man defense. Cowboys play, you know, one of the highest rates of man coverage. And when they're not, I mean, they're still a really good defense, getting a lot of pressure on Geno Smith, who's really struggled under pressure this year. Still not sure of his status either. So I think that's a good look on that side. And 
I am completely on an island. I totally understand with this next bet here, but I like Dak Prescott to go under his passing yards. Looking at like two as high as two eighty four. Get this off point. the show. Just hang up right yeah. now. Just get off the show. You're dead. You're I, dead I do me. have Dak MVP tickets too. I, I just to be fair, but I mean, this might be the highest number in Dak Prescott's career that I've seen from a passing yard prop. He is he's been awesome out of the bye. He's shredded some great team, sir, shredded some defenses here, but it's come against Washington, who's like the worst secondary in the league, 32nd explosive pass rate. He had 400 passing yards against the Giants, who have zero talent defensively, blitz a ton to play a ton of man, and then have then 374 against Philly, where they were in comeback mode against a secondary that can be exposed deep and plays a ton of man as well. His one like dud in between was 189 yards on 38 pass attempts against the Carolina Panthers, who play the second highest rate of zone defense in the league at 83%. The third highest rate is the Seattle Seahawks, who also play a lot of cover three. Panthers rank first in cover three rate as well. And Dak's man versus zone splits have been pretty pronounced throughout his career. He's not a very good anticipatory thrower at certain times, so plays a lot better against man defense. And this Seattle secondary, while they've you know had their struggles early on, you know lately they've been playing really well. Just one quarterback to go over 250 passing yards since week four, since they got healthier here. So and their run defense hasn't been playing that well. Like last five weeks, long 5.3 yards per carry too. So I think Dallas maybe you could run a smidge more than they have been. They've been passing like an insane amount. And even if they're not, I mean we just saw them throw 38 pass attempts against Carolina, throw for under 200 passing yards here. So yeah, I like Dax under here. I know again, I know I'll be at an island, but I think it's a good look. The Ken, which you didn't see, Ken off camera with his Connor Allen voodoo doll, just like jabbing the you know what out of that <laughs> yeah. thing for his bet well, on like Dak Prescott Seattle under secondary voodoo doll. Play less cover three. He sucks <laughs> against jerks. Uh, Connor, that's those are Connor's bets for Thursday night. Let's turn our attention, my friend, to Sunday. And let's talk about this Lions Saints game in uh in the big easy where the Saints injury report just came out for today and like Chris Olave remains oh he's still in concussion protocol. Rashid Shaheed hasn't practiced, very unlikely to play. Michael Thomas on IR is gonna be like Alvin Kamara, like Taysom Hill and like Jawan Johnson, like catching the ball this week for uh for Derek Carr in this uh this New Orleans Saints offense. Detroit a four point road favorite here. Any bets for you with the Lions? and the Saints. Yeah, I like Detroit here, and, and for a couple of reasons. Like, Detroit's secondary has been exposed, but a lot of it's been by, like, aggressive quarterback play and pushing the ball downfield. We saw that with Jordan Love. We've seen that in the past couple of weeks. But early in the season, this Lions defense was top 10 in a lot of passing bits metrics because they're playing its bad teams. And, frankly, I just think that this current Saints iteration in their pass offenses is not very good considering the weapons that they have at this point. I mean, like, A.T. Perry is going to be, you know, their – number one receiver at this point it's looking like which is not a really good sign so i think that detroit is able to kind of slow them down defensively there and then uh offensively you know i i kind of think what we've seen lately from them has been a little bit fluky in terms of turning the ball over as much as they have and not having a ton of success um also the saints defense like i think amon ross st brown is just like in could not be in a better spot here matching up against Lante taylor you know in the slot allowed like the most yards out of the slot in the league um, and so I, I really like the Detroit offense to like get going here too. So give me Detroit uh, minus four on the road. Connor, I was happy to see that you had a bet and, and wanted to talk about the Niners-Eagles game. I mean, we, we would have asked you about it anyway because it's like one of the games of the year, but it's always nice when we ask you about a big game. It's like, I actually have something I really like here. Uh, interesting, I think, point spread market. I, and Nick brought this up too. I think especially interesting, like for people that don't bet football but are, are fans of the league or just like watching sports, I think their perception of what the Eagles are and the betting market's perception of what the Eagles are just too, like two like almost diametrically opposed things at this point where the perception of the Eagles – team that made the Super Bowl last year obviously is still that good and in the betting market the perception is not even remotely close to that good like actually much 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 worse and so kind of like what wins out I guess in, in a game like this the Niners out to a full three-point road favorite at most places 47 and a half the total uh what bets do we have here 
Yeah, I got multiple texts from non-betting friends this week, you know, who are like, how are the Niners favored? You know, like, and, and I'm like, well, they're the better team. You know, I think that they're like not only the better team, but I think that they have a lot of unique matchup advantages here as well. So I played some Niners here uh, at minus two and a half, or I guess before that, but I still like it at minus two and a half. We're seeing some threes in this spot as well. But personally, I think that the Eagles have kind of gotten lucky the past two weeks. Should have lost to KC. Yeah, they could have very easily lost to Buffalo. Um, and now they get a Niners team that, uh, you know, is clicking pretty well here. They're their front, their front seven defensively is really tough and will not make it easy on the Eagles, who really didn't establish an identity uh, last game until like, you know, two plus quarters in. And then they, you know, wound up ripping off a bunch of, you know, offensive plays here. But it took them a long time to figure that out against the Buffalo defense that I frankly don't think is very good. And so on the other side of the ball here, I expect the Niners offense to really push the ball downfield, expose the, per- the perimeter corners here against the Eagles, who, you know, have been allowing big plays all year. We just saw against Gabe Davis last week. They're 30th in explosive pass rate allowed. Niners are, are second in explosive pass rate offensively. Uh, plus, no, you know, N'Kobe Dean and Zach Cunningham makes the Eagles, you know, linebacker core, I think, a little bit thinner too, uh, which might impact their run defense, which has been largely played well all season. But I think that this is a unique matchup here where the 49ers can basically run on almost anyone. So I think that's another edge here as well. So I like it at two and a half, uh, but uh, we'll go from there. I mean, I also a prop too while we're at while we're on this game is, was one of my favorites, Brandon Ayuk over 61 and a half receiving yards. I think it's just such a good play here. Um, you know, he's played well and his, his man versus zone splits are, are fantastic as well. Philly playing 32% man, which is seventh in the league. And Ayuk's been targeted on 30% of his routes, averaging four yards per route run, which is like elite, elite numbers. And so plus if they have any more volume, I think if they have to throw it all in this game, like Brandon Ayuk's just going to go nuclear here potentially. You better, you better here with Nick and Ken. It is a tremendous football Thursday, and we're talking week 13 in the NFL with our friend Connor Allen from 4 for 4 and Betsperts and the Move the Line podcast. He's on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. Connor, let's go to this Falcons Jets game where B. John Robinson's been able to string a couple good games together. And, and at what? The Falcons are performing well. What a shock, right? Give your best player the ball, and maybe like you'll actually win some football games. What are your expectations for, uh, for B. John Robinson going up against this Jets defensive front on Sunday? Yeah, I'm buying high on Bijan here. I think that his over on his rushing receiving yards right now at 79 and a half is a bit too low. So the Jets defensive tackle Al Woods towards Achilles in week eight. Jets run defense is allowing four over four yards per carry to running backs and a running back to clear 80 rushing receiving yards in four or five games since that that mark. I mean, the only miss was like the Chargers running game, which I don't even know if it can be classified as a running game with how bad it's been. Where the Falcons, uh, I mean, very dedicated to the run, lead the league in run rate over expectation. And the Jets on the other side are allowing teams to run the most in the league as well. We have Tim Boyle getting another start here. I think we were going to see probably a ton of runs from this Falcons team that just ran the ball f- over 40 times and threw the ball only 21 times. Now, the reason that I like the rushing receiving yards is that even only on 21 pass-ups for Ritter last week, uh, Bijan had a 43% target per route run rate, six targets. They made it very clear they wanted to emphasize, like, get him into space. And when they are passing the ball, they're going to use him in that way too. So I think it just gave us more outs where if, you know, they fought for some reason, they fall behind or need to throw the ball, Bijan will be very involved. But, you know, at that base there, he's going to get the ball 15, 16, 17 plus uh, times on the ground as well in a pretty good matchup. So I like that over too. Connor, I know uh, not on your list of bets, but we spent a bunch of time this week. We talked to Adam Chernoff about it last segment. And I think anytime, especially somebody like you on the bets props and, and thinks about things this way, anytime there's like an offensive like paradigm shift or like a coordinator change, like is there anything to do with that, right? So we talked about the Bills offense, I'm sure the last couple of weeks, they fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. The Steelers, 
new like to like a new you know kind of new regime Matt Canada out and it showed last week more than 400 yards and I think betters this week are like kind of put in this really interesting position of normally I think like any, anybody smart would be like well don't trust one week like it's just one week it could just be randomness could just be whatever but I think we're all so eager to be like maybe this is actually like a legitimate average NFL offense that could do some stuff like how do you interpret what the Steelers, I, I know you don't have any Steelers bets on your list. Maybe you haven't bet the game or props at all. Like, do you buy into the stuff that they did? Do you want to play overs on some of their players going forward? Like, could you see yourself betting the Steelers stuff here in the next couple of games? Yeah, the the Kenny Pickett props actually were originally released like 184 or something like that, passing yards. And so I took a little bit of that, didn't play it officially, um, you know, for our subscribers. But I think that that was an interesting look. Now the market's up to 196. And I don't blame blame the market at all because we're looking at a, a team that was significantly more aggressive, pushing the ball downfield. Like they were just way more functional top to bottom. And I think a lot of that has to do with getting rid of Matt Canada. Now, I am a little bit skeptical and was skeptical of like how much of an impact can you make schematically in like one week. But, you know, I think that going forward, just like in what we saw is is really impressive. And plus this match against the Cardinals, like it just doesn't really get a whole lot better than that. So I think that you could take a plenty of overs here, actually, to be honest. And the one that I was looking at too is Pat Fryermuth potentially here, I thought was unique. Um, he, you know, got really got going last week and they said schematically it was against a lot of two high coverages they wanted to exploit him over the middle and that's going to be one of the same here i mean the, the cardinals play a ton of two high uh coverage looks so i think that could be an interesting look there his props are around 30 yards haven't ripped that officially but it's, it's on my list to look into more before I, I play it all right connor we got about two minutes to go here so a lot of runway for you any other bets that you like coming up this weekend week number 13 in the national football league please lay them on us yeah, one I played before the show here, Christian Watson, I played under three and a half receptions, which seems kind of gross, but he's coming off like maybe the best game, uh, you know, of the season here. And he's only cleared uh, three and a half receptions in that game. Uh, and so now he places against the Chiefs, much stingier secondary. Um, like, I guess one wrench could be if, if Jaden Reed doesn't play, maybe they get him more involved. But still, I, I really think that this Packers passing game, which has been, I mean, playing really well, I think Jordan Love's been super impressive. But I think the, the major caveat is coming against pretty you know weak secondaries that didn't really mesh up well with what Jordan Love wanted to do. And I think this is going to be a lot different in this spot here. So I still am not a really firm long-term believer in Christian Watson's ability to earn targets. So I like the under three and a half receptions here. Uh, we talked about Pat Fryermuth unders. Jordan Love, I think kind of the same reasons. You can play his under at like 230, 227. This is, again, being adjusted significantly higher because he was super aggressive against Detroit. Uh, and that was part of their game plan. I don't think that's going to be the case here against Kansas City. Um, another one is interesting. Tim Boyle unders. Maybe I, I need like one report saying that he's going to get benched and I'm, I'm fine. I, I don't think he's finishing the game. I'm with you here. Connor here in New York. I think like that's kind of the feeling also is that if he's going to be brutal, then he might get pulled and Simeon might go into this game. Right. But no one's reported it. That's what's crazy to me. Like there's no one's even like mentioned it, which is like mind boggling to me. Like I didn't think he'd make it through either, but like. I just wanted someone saying like, oh, there are rumors or something inside the building because right now it scares me. Like, what if it's just Aaron Rodgers' team? Like, what if it's just Aaron Rodgers saying, no, you got to stick him out the whole game? So that's because the numbers, I mean, it's low, 178. And he checked his way down to like 179 last week in like the last quarter. So it's one to watch for, for sure. Well, I mean, that that's the problem is that, you know, Jets general manager Aaron Rodgers is friends with Tim Boyle. So, I mean, that might be the right. issue. And you might be, the you know, maybe Boyle plays the whole game. Connor, we appreciate it, man. Connor's on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL, 4 for 4, Bet Spurts, and the Move the Line podcast. Good luck with the bets. I wish you good luck in fantasy, but your season's over, bucko. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it, guys. Talk soon. Connor Allen joining us here on You Better, You Bet. The, the Boyle stuff is crazy to me. He's yeah. right, because you would think that, 
there would be some indication that, you know, Simeon's ramping up work and practice and Boyle going to be on it. Like, no one would be would, would fault the Jets and Salah and Joe if they were like, yeah, like Boyle's going to be on a short leash. Like, they're, they're still in theory if they win the next three weeks and like, then Rodgers could come back and they're in it. Like, you can't right. be punting games like this. Well, all the know. reporting just all opinion. the reporting this week is, is about Rodgers back at practice. There's, like, no reporting about the quarterback. Depth track. Like, is Rodgers taking reps from Simeon? Like, is that happening? That's amazing. Uh, we'll talk Aaron Rodgers and comeback player of the year in a little bit. Comeback player coming up a little later. On the other side, though, how about offensive player of the year? Tyree Kill, Christian McCaffrey, and more. Nick and Ken, P-Square, B-Square at NFL Awards next.